0: Did you know God created you with a unique, one of a kind voice print, a sound that this world is waiting for you to release? You're listening to release your sound with your host, Laureen Kyle, professional encourager, founder and visionary of the Launch Collective Expo. Listen in on the conversation. Be encouraged. Grow and learn the power your voice carries and the truth of your identity to live your life beyond what you imagine on earth as it is in heaven. Now, here's Laureen. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Release Your Sound. I'm Lorraine Kyle, your host, and thanks for joining me for episode number six. In this episode, we are going to talk about our identity a little bit further, and I'm calling this Behold, I Come. Behold, I Come. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. Sometimes as I sit and meditate with the Lord or read his word, he drops in my spirit scriptures that I come across that I say, cause me to pause. And so that's what happened with me today. As I was reading Psalm Psalm 40, verse seven pretty much just jumped off the pages and I couldn't stop meditating on it. I really couldn't stop meditating on verse seven of Psalm 40. And it said this, it says, then said, I behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Behold, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me. And I had to stop and pause on that and really meditate on, you know, what did that mean? As I prayed about it and sat and listened, what I just kept hearing the Lord say is, come, show up your authentic self. Show up from your place of full identity as co-creator with me as a queen or king or priest in the earth with the full authority from heaven that I have given to you. And then, as I was sitting and thinking about that, I was reminded that actually today at sunset, today is the Jewish feast of Purim, P-U-R-I-M, which is the celebration of deliverance. And uh, it's a holiday that was established by Queen Esther and Mordecai, who was an ambassador or uh, highest ranking official of King Xerxes. The story of Esther, you know, you'll find this uh, celebration and the decree of the celebration, but you find it in the book of Esther and the book of Esther, honestly, you could spend days and probably months preaching out of the book of Esther, because it is truly a story of yes, God's deliverance, but it is also jam packed with us understanding our role as king's priest's queens, agents, uh, ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven, and especially uh, really understanding our identity and the power of our words and the power of our sounds and how we operate in the kingdom of this earth. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and earth. It is not separate. It is one entity and we are co-heirs. We are seated at the right hand of the father with Jesus, the full authority of heaven and earth. And so the book of Esther is jam packed with really letting us see that. And I wanted to just unpack a few parts of this story to kind of share with you a little bit about the importance of are knowing our position in the kingdom, knowing our, our identity, and operating from our authentic selves. Back to Psalm 40:70. Then said I, Behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And so in the story, it starts out where. King Xerxes I'm probably saying that wrong. He is married to uh his first queen Vashti and she he calls for her. He he gives a royal command that she is to come before him and his he, his party to show off. He wanted to show her off. He wanted her to come basically in her royal crown and stands naked before the crowd of people uh, so that they could admire her beauty. And she denied him and she refused to come. He had had been celebrating a feast for like seven days and they were all drunk with wine and carousing and it was quite a wild scene and she refused to come. And he said of his advisors because he was embarrassed that she disobeyed him, you know, what should be done. And they set out a royal proclamation amongst all of the lands all of the king's land all of the kingdom a decree went out with his royal signature his signet ring ring sealed that you know men should be the rulers of their houses, and that, you know, they wanted to make a statement that no wife should ever disobey her husband. And Vashti was divorced from him and stripped of her her honor of being the queen because of her disobedience. So basically it was saying like to the women of the kingdom that if you disobey your husband, he pretty much has a right to divorce you just because, because you did not, because you dishonored him, that it is not your place to dishonor honor your husband. And uh, and to do that is basically dishonoring the kingdom. So the women were well aware of the power of the king and the power of their own husbands. That uh, uh, And they were aware of their place in the kingdom, in society during that time. And then the king set out and called for all of the virgins of the kingdom to be assembled into the king's harem. And they were to go for two years to be purified. Um, There's so much to be said about this, to be purified. And one of the um, virgins who was brought before the king was Esther. Now, Esther was basically adopted into her uncle's family Mordecai, and he raised her as his own. And when she went, he told her, do not divulge to the king that you are a Jew. He told her, you know, don't tell them that you are Jewish. Just go in and do what they say, basically. And so she listened to him and she kept that Her identity hidden, and she ended up having favor with the um, the uh, the king's king's eunuch who oversaw the virgins, and he rose her up quickly and took her through the purification process, which is pretty amazing. That in itself, it really talks a lot about that that she was to be presented to him spotless and pure, um, just as we are Jesus's spotless bride. I won't get into that. But like I said, we could pair apart the book of Esther. There's so many uh revelations within the the few chapters of this of, of this book. I think there's only about six or seven chapters. Um, but there's so much you could you could study in it. And so she grew in favor. And basically, the king would call in, you know, one of the, the virgins would be presented to the king, and then they would be sent back to the harem. And if the king was pleased with them, he would call them back in to to be with him, to spend the night with him. But they had to be called. They only got one opportunity to please the king and to get into his favor. And Esther pleased the king so much that he set a crown upon her and he made her the queen. And she was now the queen of his kingdom. However, she knew her place. She knew that she if he commanded her to come she was to come and if he you know told her to go she was to go and she was raised under knowing her place or you know she would be like vashiti she could be divorced or even worse beheaded so they they knew their place in the kingdom she knew her place and at the same time the head of Xerxes was uh his chief aide or or agent was a man named Haman and Haman had dec- had rose up in ego and stature that he was demanding that everybody would bow down to him just like they would bow down to the king. And Mordecai, who was also um, an, a- an aide of the kingdom, he worked in the kingdom in the, uh, for the king, refused to bow down to Haman. And Haman noticed that he would not bow down to him because Mordecai would not dishonor his king of kings god of heaven, the god of Jacob. And so because he was Jewish, he knew he would not bow down to any man, but the the only one true king, and certainly not to Haman. And so Haman set out to Haman set out and asked the king for the authority to have a royal decree because he felt that the Jews were not honoring the kingdom. And he set out to have a royal decree made to kill all of the Jews. And Mordecai, when he heard that this decree went out to all the land, he tore his clothes, he threw ashes on himself, and he sat weeping outside of the gates of the kingdom. And Esther, now now you remember... Esther is his really his daughter. He had adopted her in he her his niece. He he took her in as her, her his own and raised her as his daughter. And she hears of Mordecai's distress and she does not know what why. And so she sends her aide to go and find out what is happening with Mordecai. And the aide comes back and reports to her that the king has uh, Haman has set out a decree that all of the Jews in the land are to be slaughtered who do not bow down. And so she, they are all to be annihilated. And Mordecai reminds her that this is your Uh, heritage this is who you are and you could be killed as well and you are called he tells her you were called into this kingdom for such a time as this to stand before the king and make a request on behalf of yourself and your people to have this decree reversed that you are to stand up for this injustice and esther reminds him you know of her place that she says I cannot just go into the king unless the king calls for me. I cannot just barge in. That She says, now he could, you know, he has to extend the royal scepter to me uh, in order for me not to be beheaded, not for me to be, you know, to be killed. I could be killed to just barge into the royal chamber of my king. And Mordecai reminds her that if not you, then who, who, who is going to stand for us for, for yourself? And so she says to him, not my will be done, but yours, you know, your, I will do this, but please tell all the, all of our people to fast and pray for three days for me to get in one accord with me, to pray, to, to pray for, to the God of heaven, to protect me and that his will will be done, that his, that his people will be safe and secure in the land. And so they fast and pray for three days and she walked in she walks in she gets prepared she prepares herself she puts her royal robe on she puts her identity on she stands in her identity as a queen not only a queen in his kingdom chosen by him but a king a queen of the kingdom of heaven. She puts her identity on that she is a Jewish priestess in the earth and she walks in and she stands there proudly until the king sees her and he sees her and he sees her in her royal robes and he sees the woman that he chose that he loves dearly. And he then extends out his royal golden scepter to her for her to reach out and to grab on. And he says to her, what is it I can do for you, Mike? What is it? What is it? And she says to him, him. Well, I, I request the honor of your presence and Hammond, your servant at dinner. And so he calls for Hammond immediately. And he says, the queen is requiring us to come and sit at her table and dine with her this evening. And as this is all unfolding, what's unfolding behind the scenes is that the king had remembered that Mordecai had at one time revealed to the king's servants, to Haman, right? There were two in his service that were plotting against to do harm to him. And Mordecai had overheard that years ago and had reported it And because of that, Haman was placed up above those other aides (laughs) to his place of authority. But if it wasn't for Mordecai uh, exposing the plan of the enemy of these other servants, Haman would have never been raised up. And so the king, the king, it was revealed to the king. He had seen some documents and he says, he calls for Haman again. And he says, Haman, you know, why, whatever happened to Mordecai? What, what, you know, uh, he, he doesn't say Mordecai. He says, he asks him, he says, what should be done of a man who would, honor the king so much and protect the king what should be done uh you know how could what would be a proper reward and hammond is thinking that this is a reward he's going to get for exposing the jews and what happens is is that the king says well uh hammond says to the king well that man should get royal robes right from your wardrobe and he should be given a royal horse right from your stables and he should be paraded around and there should be an honor in the square and people should honor him and praise him and so the king says to him great bring mordecai the jew and do just as you said and hammond had to parade around mordecai in the square and little did he know of the king did not realize that it was Mordecai who was planning to, er- to wipe out, uh, excuse me, it was Hammond who was planning to wipe out Mordecai and all the Jews, which it would have included his own queen. And so... Esther reveals at the dinner what is happening. And the king then declares that I'm giving you a cliff notes. You should read this declares. She actually had two dinners, but the king then declares that Mordecai be put to death, not Mordecai, that Haman be put to death. And that Mordecai would be given, raised up to the position of his trusted aide. And in that dinner, Esther, here's what I really want to circle back to. Esther reveals to her king her true identity as a Jew, as a Jew, and her true authentic self of who she really is in his kingdom. That she is not only a queen by his decree, by his royal decree, but she is also a queen and priestess by the royal decree of the creator of heaven and earth. That her identity is from the true king of kings and that she carries not only the favor of her king, her love, right, in the earth, but she carries the weight and the favor of the king of heaven. Heaven. And because she he is yoked with her, his kingdom is under his the blessings of the creator of heaven and earth. And so our identity, are our authentic selves as Kings and Queens and faith driven entrepreneurs is then found in the identity of who we are that God has written and who has, who he says we are. And just like Mordecai in the kingdom of the earth, he was placed with the signet ring. We are God agents. We have been placed a signet ring upon our finger from our creator, to steward the full authority of the kingdom of heaven in our lives, in our marketplace. We live from that identity and we get to decree the word of the Lord over our lives. Esther revealed her authentic self at that dinner to her king and then justice was served. Then they were all delivered from the Cruel intent of man from death. They were delivered from death when she stepped into receiving her full identity from her creator. And remember, it was scary for her to own her identity. There was fear. She could have been beheaded. She could have been rejected. She could have been divorced and thrown out, just like Vashiti was. But She stood on on her first identity from knowing her creator had her, from trusting that her people were praying in one accord, who were standing in the gap with her, who were with her in this, that she was not alone, that she was remembering what God had delivered her, her generations before had delivered them from. And so The Jews today celebrate Purim to remember their deliverance. But I say it's even more. It's a time to remember our identity. It's a time to remember who we are as kings and queens in the earth. That Christ has given us the royal decree in the earth to release his sound in the earth. To release peace. To release true deliverance in the marketplace. To release true deliverance of peace. To release how we do business from joy and love. To release our sound. To release his sound in the earth. To release his sound of love in the earth. In all things. To walk in the fullness of who we are. Then said I, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. God wants you to come in the volume of who he created you to be, to release your sound out. Mordecai uh also in the story, you know, he would not bow down to Haman. He would not bow down to a false king, to a false identity. He stood firm in his identity as a Jew, as a servant of the real king, he would not bow down to him. He's like, no, that is not, you are not the king. I will not bow down to you. I'm standing firm in my identity of who I know who created me. And when you stand in the fullness of your identity, knowing of all that God created you to be, you can stand firm against the adversaries in your life as well. So Mordecai really shows us of the power of standing firm in our identity. And he encouraged Esther to stand firm in her identity. And the two of them delivered a nation from death. And God is calling each of us We have been given the authority to deliver the nations, to impact the nations from the lies, from death, from death. We have the authority, just like they did. They then decreed and declared that from generation to generation, they would celebrate Purim in remembrance of the deliverance and in remembrance of the authority that we have over injustice. Over injustice in the earth you have been given the signet ring. God is saying to you Behold behold stand firm in who you are Believe that you are who I say you are Believe that you have the authority that you have a voice to speak a better word that I've given you gifts talents ideas solutions to speak of the better word in the in the marketplace to speak the better word over the uh, over the earth to share my kingdom to share my knowledge to share my wisdom out into the earth you behold Behold who you are in me. Behold the glory of God in you. Behold, you are not alone. I am in you and you are in me. And there is nothing we cannot do together. Release my sound out in the earth. And when you see the injustice, when you when you are called to speak about that, speak about it stand firm in who I am. There is a world that is waiting for you. It is such a time as now, just like Esther. This is your now time. God is calling you to your place to own who you are in him. Then said I, behold, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. There is a book of Esther there is a book with your name on it, just like there is a book of Esther. The pages are written. Your fullness of the Christ in you is written on those pages to come out into the world. Release your sound today. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you hear what I have to say. You are amazing, created, wonderful king and queen and agent, given the full authority of heaven and the earth. Go share your cookies today. Go share your gifts. Go share them today. Go share them and speak a better word. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Release Your Sound with Laureen Kyle. Connect with Laureen at launchcollectiveexpo.com. Find out more about her, the Launch Collective Expo, and join the collective, the online community for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs and help us expand the kingdom by sharing this broadcast and subscribing.